0: Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and again, thank you so much for spending part of your day here with me today. We are continuing on in our series on the spiritual disciplines. So when you get a moment, if you haven't listened in yet, check out the past podcast episodes. I believe they start in episode 52. And last episode, we took a quick break from um, them and I posted um, a podcast episode on a letter to my younger self, but I will link to them all in the show notes. And again, there's a really easy tab on my menu bar at the blog, so If you head over to thankfulhomemaker.com and you hover over the christian living tab link you'll find that all of a sudden the spiritual disciplines um, link will pop up there for you so you can just click on that and all the episodes will be posted there so you can find them easy or my easiest way too is to subscribe on whatever app you listen into and if you're an itunes subscriber Or, really, anywhere you subscribe, if you could take a moment and review the podcast, give it a rating and review, I would so greatly appreciate your time in that. So, we're coming up to the last two episodes in this series. And these last two that I'm going to do, these are the ones I feel most ill equipped to share on because they are ones that I need much growth. And I'm going to emphasize that much growth and discipline in myself. So putting these last two together um, and being able to spread them out a bit has been a a really good encouragement for me and a help for me to grasp and really meditate on what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, areas that I need to pray more about, that need to be more disciplined in my life for the Lord to continue to work and grow me in. So I hope that these will be an encouragement and help to spur you on too. So again, today we're on episode 59 and it's on evangelism. Uh, and then heads up, next episode, which won't come out until middle of July, will be on fasting. So let's start off with what is evangelism? So the dictionary, just the good old dictionary definition, defines it as the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. So evangelism is the announcement or the proclamation and or the preaching of the gospel i think in my mind here first corinthians um, chapter 15 verses 1 through 4 comes to mind it is the good news of and about jesus christ it is a verbal message so the word evangelism comes from the greek word and as always i'm going to botch this but it comes from the greek word yon i'm going to say it yangelion yangelion and it's spelled E U A G G E L I O N and that just means gospel or good news now in the verb form so showing action it is yangeliesta so the meaning of the word changes slightly and in the way it's meaning more to announce or to bring good news so this greek word in its various forms, appears 55 times in the New Testament. There's places like Acts 8:25, Acts 8:4, Acts 11:20, and Acts 8:35. The Greek word is also translated as "preach." So, all of this that I'm giving you—that I've probably totally confused you—basically, evangelism means to proclaim the good news of the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. I love how J.I. Packer defined it in his very must-read book. Um, The title is Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. And he said, according to the New Testament, evangelism is just the preaching of the gospel, the evangel. It is a work of communication in which Christians make themselves mouthpieces for God's message of mercy to sinners. So... We as Christians are called to be God's mouthpieces, and along with being salt and light to a lost world, we are also called, ladies, to open our mouths and to share the good news because we have the best news that anybody could ever share. Donald Whitney defines it, it is clearly presenting Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit to sinful people with the hope that they may see their sinfulness against a holy God and repent and put their faith and trust in christ alone for salvation all right so we have the best news ever but it's really important that we clearly get the message right so what is the gospel see because we can confuse the gospel with so many other good things but they're not the gospel i'm just going to throw a few examples here it's not just saying that jesus is your friend It's not just necessarily sharing our testimony or telling people how they should live or that God is love. It's not talking about political or social issues. It's not just about discussing the Bible or defending the faith through apologetics. It's not just having a discussion about God and religion. These are really good conversation topics. I'm not saying that to have with your friends and your unbelieving friends. And they may lead into a gospel presentation, or they may open a door to share your faith. But do remember, they are not the gospel. So let's walk through this a little bit. As believers, We know that we are God's ambassadors. 2 Corinthians 5, 20-21 tells us, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God j max style states on being ambassadors from his most recommended book that i'm going to link in the show notes called evangelism how the whole church speaks of jesus it's one from the nine mark series and i really enjoyed it on audiobook it was a great way to take it in but he says on being ambassadors that we are told of our astounding responsibility to be representatives of the kingdom of god we are christ's ambassadors we are called to see people differently to give up the human and worldly vision of others and to know and love them understanding that they are lost sinners who need to be reconciled to god we must get this message right so the reminder that he gave in the chapter is on this particular quote that i took it from is as ambassadors we don't change the message our job is to deliver it accurately There's no adding or subtracting to it either we are to get it correct we can be good or bad ambassadors i think that we'd all like to get this right and do a good job as believers i know that that would be the heart of those of us who love jesus and want others to know jesus so there's many different ways to share the gospel and it's not a one-size-fits-all situation the gospel is the gospel And I want to share with you, and I've done it before because I just love this paragraph. It's power-packed, and it's simple. But I want to share with you again Mark Devers' one-minute gospel presentation. I highly recommend his book. It's called The Gospel and Personal Evangelism. It's one to reread again and again every year to bring it fresh. So Mark Devers shared when they're interviewing prospective members at his church, the prospective members are asked to share the gospel in one minute or less. And here is how Mark Dever would do that. And I want you to take it in because this is great points to remember for a gospel presentation. And we're going to talk through this a little more. But he says, and for those of you that maybe are listening to me and you are not in Christ, or maybe you think you're a believer and you're really not, I want you to hear this gospel presentation with an open heart, seeking the Lord and asking him to reveal himself to you. So here it is in a minute, the gospel. The gospel is the good news that the one and only God who is holy made us in his image to know him, but we sinned and cut ourselves off from him. In his great love, God became a man in Jesus, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross thus fulfilling the law himself and taking on himself the punishment for the sins of all those who would ever turn and trust in him. He rose again from the dead, showing that God accepted Christ's sacrifice and that God's wrath against us had been exhausted. And he now calls us to repent of our sins and to trust in Christ alone for our forgiveness. If we repent of our sins and trust in Christ. We are born again into a new life, an eternal life with God. That's the good news. So as we think through this, evangelism, sharing the gospel is always verbal. No one is going to repent and believe because you're such a kind person. Yes, we need to live a life that reflects what we believe. But godly living is not the gospel. So we need to open our mouths. Romans 10 verses 14 through 17 tells us, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news! But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of christ all right so next it's always going to include the gospel right we're talking about this and the gospel it's going to have truth about jesus's death and resurrection for sin and it's going to have a call to repent and believe so as I stated again but I'm going to reiterate it because this is really important because you know what I can get caught up in this I could be at a grocery store and talk about Jesus with someone and think I shared the gospel and I, I didn't because all I did was talk to them about what the Lord's doing in my life or made a statement I did not share the gospel with them so it's not talking about what the Lord is doing in our lives or it's not just doing good deeds for others and again these are really important aspects to share and to show how the gospel has changed our lives but for them to understand the truths of the gospel it must be verbalized preach the gospel always and use words if necessary is not biblical I repeat that again preach the gospel always and if necessary use words is not a biblical truth all right so to communicate the gospel we must know the gospel so we need to take the time to learn and grasp the primary truths of the gospel 1 Corinthians 15, three through four is a great place to start. For I delivered to you as a first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So these are some fundamental truths that must be understood about who Jesus Christ is for salvation. First of all, Jesus is God. John 1:1 tells us, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Next, Jesus is the only way to salvation. John 14:6 Jesus said to him, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Another point, there is salvation in no other name. Acts 4:12 tells us, "And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which, by which we must be saved." these are important truths ladies that everybody needs to be clear when you're presenting the gospel so as christians we have the best news in the world to share so why are we so hesitant to share the gospel of jesus christ with others in matthew 5 13 to 14 god's word tells us we are salt and we are light by being light we are called by god to shine brightly in the darkness and by being salt We are called to be a preservative in a culture that is decaying away in sin the best way we can expose the darkness and preserve a culture that is in decay is by sharing with them the good news of the gospel and we share the gospel with others out of love for them and concern for their eternal destiny without christ their eternal destiny is eternity in hell a time of torment and no rest and no presence of god and darkness and think of all the things in scriptures the descriptions of hell when we find ourselves not sharing the gospel with the lost the lord has put into our lives it's usually because of fear of man we are concerned what they will think of us and you know i fall into this too often and i hate this sin in my life i want the lord to continue to tear this one down Charles Spurgeon has a pretty convicting quote that I'm sure you've heard before, but let me remind us all again. If sinners will be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, at least let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let not one go there unwarned and unprayed for. Other times, it may be that we're not confident that we can share the gospel, or we convince ourselves that they probably already heard it. We remind ourselves that, you know what? I just don't have the gift of evangelism. Like I think of people like Ray Comfort or Todd Friel, who it seems so natural, but you know what? They worked at it too, I can tell you. It just did, they may have the gift of evangelism, but they still need to work that gift and practice and to engage. And one of the things we forget is that All christians um actually todd friel had a quote let me find that todd friel had a quote and he said um let me see few people have the gift of evangelism but everyone is commanded to evangelize all right so we are all called to evangelize and share with the lost if i don't have the gift of mercy does that mean that i never have to show mercy to those around me i don't think so (laughs) it doesn't work that way there's many excuses, but all of them seem to forget how powerful the gospel is and that it is nothing that we do that changes the hearts of men, but God does that. God does the work. So 1 Corinthians 3, 6-7 reminds us, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. We've also been called out of darkness into his glorious light, and we're to be faithful to share the hope that is within us, and always being reminded that faith comes by hearing. Again, Romans 10, 17, which I shared earlier. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Let me read First Peter 3, 15 to you. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it, I love this part, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Such a key in our evangelism, ladies, as we do evangelize with gentleness and respect. All right, so as a non-believer, I heard the gospel many times in my lifetime. And I'm sure as you're thinking back pre-Christ days, you can you can picture people who shared with you, or maybe you um maybe you heard a street preacher, and for me even, it may have annoyed me at times. But I am grateful to God for all those who took the time to share with me, whether it was through a tract, um, a street preacher, a friend, my family members. I am so grateful. The reality is God saved some of the most unlikely converts, and I can attest to the fact that I was one of them. We never know who the Lord is drawing and how he will use our faithfulness to share his truths in the conversion of an individual. We are um oh here burke parsons i have a great quote here so he says we are the redeemed bride of christ who cannot help but proclaim the beautifully adorned narrow way the liberating truth and the abundant life that all men and all nations can have if they put their trust in jesus christ and always i'll throw these shows these shows I'm, i love combining my words it just simplifies my speech huh these quotes in the show notes <laughs> let me try that again all right so let's talk a little bit about getting equipped and again this is not exhaustive and i'm going to put tons of links in the show notes for you to look through and maybe some things you would like to watch and listen to that may be a help and encouragement to you Um, but we'll talk about some simple practical things we can do together so again we spend time planning our days and activities but how many times do we actually plan for evangelism so let's just look at a few ways that we can help to make evangelizing the lost a part of our daily lives first prayer right and we had a, podca- a podcast on the the discipline of prayer do we take the time to pray for a heart for the lost around us? We need to be praying for opportunities to evangelize, and God will be faithful to answer our prayers, ladies. Keep a list of lost friends and family that are in your sphere of influence that you are continually praying for, and as you're praying over them as a family, you may be amazed how God even uses your children to share the gospel with them. I'm going to link to an article in the show notes from Tim Challies. And he had a, um, I shared it on my Facebook page um, last, well, a couple weeks ago now, I guess, that he had 18 ways to pray for unbelievers. All the prayers are scripture based. This is a great article to print out and keep in your prayer journal. And I want to share a little bit of insight from it. So he broke the prayers down into three areas. Um, he had the salvation of our lost friend or family member then he had a section called prayers for us and his last section he labeled other prayers and i'm just going to share one example from each of those sections so an example of a prayer for their salvation using scripture he had he said pray that god would give them a heart of flesh the bible contrasts a heart of flesh a heart that is alive and responsive to god to a heart of stone a heart that is cold and unyielding pray that god would work within these unbelievers to change their hearts and then he quotes here ezekiel 11:19, and i will give them one heart and a new spirit i will put within them i will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh then the next section was prayers for you and here's an example from that he had pray for them faithfully and persistently our temptation is to grow discouraged in prayer to pray for a while and when we see no visible results to give up but God calls us to persevere in prayer Um, Colossians 4 2 reminds us continue steadfastly in prayer being watchful in it with thanksgiving and Tim Shelley's also lists in praying for ourselves about evangelism to um, read through the parable of the persistent widow in luke chapter 18 1 through 8 you know what i can i can attest to this aren't there times that there's family members you've been praying for for years and you're not seeing any evidence of a softening of heart and you are just like lord why but you know what we don't know the why i don't know when their day of salvation may be, it may be after I'm dead and gone, but I want to pray for them until I take my last breath. And I never know how God's going to answer those prayers. So be faithful, ladies, whether it's a lost husband or lost children or parents. I know it's hardest sometimes with our loved ones, but I know that those are the ones that we have the hearts to pray most persistently for because we so desire to see that in our lives because of our great love for them. So continue to pray, be persistent, don't give up, be steadfast in prayer. And then he has his last one, he has other prayers this is um he has prayed that god would use any circumstance to do his work in them we pray to a god who is sovereign and who sovereignly works his good will often he saves people through difficult circumstances through bringing them to the very end of themselves so pray then that god would arrange circumstances whether easy or difficult to lead them to salvation he quotes here Psalm 119 before I was afflicted I went astray but now I keep your word and also Matthew 6 10 as you pray for the unbelievers you love always pray to God your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so great article check it out in the show notes so you can read all the various verses and ways to pray there for the unbelievers in our life So one aspect that's going to seem kind of odd, but I think it's probably the most helpful there is to preach the gospel to yourself daily, right? Is there any better way to start each day than with a reminder of the great work that Christ has done for you and how it applies to all that you do, including evangelism? Milton Vincent from my most, again, highly recommended book, A Gospel Primer, which I've put all over my blog and I probably talk about it a lot. um, He says over the course of time preaching the gospel to myself every day has made more of a difference in my life than any other discipline i have ever practiced i find myself sinning less but just as importantly i find myself recovering my footing more quickly after sinning due to the immediate comfort found in the gospel i've also found that when i'm absorbed in the gospel everything else that i'm supposed to be toward god and others seems to flow out of me more naturally and passionately. Doing right is not always easy, but it is never more easy than when one is breathing deeply the atmosphere of the gospel. You know, I love that one sentence where he talked about, um, that when he's absorbed in the gospel, how everything else he's supposed to be doing for the Lord flows out more naturally and passionately. Obedience becomes a much easier flow so reminding ourselves of the gospel helps to keep it forefront in our minds and ready to share with those around us all right so another aspect of evangelism is using tracks and i know some people don't use tracks at all some people do use tracks I think they're a great tool all right i mean honestly i get it i would prefer to talk with someone one-on-one but there's times when a quick interaction doesn't always allow the time or you'd like to leave them a little more information after sharing the gospel with them so this is where i'm very thankful for these most excellent track resources we have today available so easily it's a quick way to get the gospel into someone's hands God's word does not return void, so if that individual takes the time to read the tract, we never know how God may use that in their life. The Lord used tracts that were handed to me over the course of my life, so I know that they have purpose and impact. Um, Living Waters Ministries, Ray Comfort's Ministries, um, it's not his, I mean it's his, but it's Living Waters, I just always associate him with it, they have some great evangelism resources and tracts available their million dollar bill track is a family favorite and i encourage you to keep some handy in your purse in your car keep them handy by your front door when that little jehovah's witness comes knocking on the door keep something handy there Um, wretched radio with todd friel is another good source of gospel focused material to hand out if your church has free evangelism resources stock up and keep them handy utilize that resource that's there I want to share some thoughts on tracks from an article written by Trish Ramus from Fish with Trish. I don't know how often she updates her blog, but this was just a post I had in the past that I had linked to a while back in an old, old, old article from my blog, but I'm going to link to it again in the show notes. So you can read all the points that she shared. I'm going to grab a handful of them on why she uses gospel tracks. And she is an excellent evangelist and a great example. She has a YouTube channel. If you want to check her out and just get a little bit of um, inspiration and ideas from her to encourage you in this. But she says these are her reasons why she uses gospel tracks. So Number one, people can get saved by reading one. It's happened before and can happen again. Her next point is tracks go where you can't like into someone's house or in a handbag a pocket to be read later tracks don't lose their cool they stick right to the gospel message they don't get into arguments another one is folks can read it over and over Um, she said she has a little story here she says I was checking out of a store and turned around to hand the lady behind me in line a million dollar bill gospel track and these are from Living Waters. They're probably my favorite. I think i tell you that later on in the podcast. I'm going to tell it to you again, though. And she immediately, this lady, Trish said, she immediately reached into her purse and pulled out an old, worn-out, million-dollar bill track. Trish said, I think you need a new one. She laughed, and she took it. And then I told her, make sure you read the back. It has a gospel message on it. that's all she left her with so who knows what she may do I love the million dollar bill tracks when we're at restaurants and um, when I'm get good and I'm organized I love to take just a little sticky note and just put thanks a million on it and stick it to the front of the track and kind of leave it with a very generous tip and um, just kind of leave that for the servers it's just a a nice way to, to give a quick gift all right if there are verses on them on the back of a track we have God's promise that his word will not come back void another point she has they are a great door opener for the gospel to be preached so it's a great way to you to break in to verbalize the gospel as you're explaining what you're giving them and then they have that to take back home with them to read it again tracks also do the witnessing for us trish says she tries to speak to everyone that i give a track to but if she says if you're timid and afraid to open your mouth you can start this could be your baby step right here you can start by just trying to pass out tracks and um just having them handy is good she says and i don't see her as being timid but she says i must be the most timid of all because her purse has about 500 tracks in it right now Um, good tracks or other point give a clear gospel presentation and they bring glory to god whether anyone gets saved from them they also help us um, they help keep us prepared and alert to share the gospel with anyone we meet so if we have a variety of them on hand um, in our cars in our pockets in our handbags it keeps you ready and it keeps eternity in your mind and um i'm almost to my last couple points there and then she says they remind us that god is sovereign every encounter we have throughout our day is a divine encounter what a reminder we need to have that awareness coupled with good tracks helps us to be good stewards of the breath and life that god has given us they help us find other believers, and I've experienced this. How needed it is to hand someone a track and find out they're a brother or sister in Christ. And she says, I can't tell you how many times I've left encouraged to keep pressing on after talking to a fellow believer that I handed to track to. She says, my friend Mike O oh met a lady in a donut shop one morning, and she was so thrilled that another Christian was concerned about the gospel. And the last point I'm sharing from her article was, didn't God give us one big tract, the Holy Bible? charles spurgeon says when preaching and private tale are not available you need to have a tract ready good get good striking tracks or none at all therefore do not go out without your tracks all right that's from the our prince of preachers there all right so as we're winding down here spending time with the lord in prayer and his word are the most important things we can do we have the reminder that god is sovereign And you or I cannot do anything to save anyone, but we are called to be faithful, to share his truth with those around us. And that's a very comforting truth to remember. So when our lives reflect the truth of the message we're proclaiming, that message is more likely to be understood. Our lives should be a living testimony of the hope that is within us. So my friends, maybe we be bold witnesses to the lost world around us and pray for opportunities to share our faith with others we can witness together as a family we can pray daily for our lost family and friends we can reach out with hospitality to our neighbors and the lost world around us but we need to plan and pray and act all right there is not one right way to do this so i it's not like i want to list this step by step this is what you should do i i would encourage you If you're comfortable i think you should have some tracks handy i think the million dollar bill ones are simple and easy and again they're at living waters i I don't even know what a pack is i want to say it's like six dollars it's super cheap so to have some on hand is a good thing maybe you can start a little track ministry at your church and have tracks handy um, that your church would purchase for your your church um, family to be able to have on hand to pass out that would be a great thing so my first step would be to pray to pray for the lost family and friends Keep some tracks on hand and take every opportunity to share the gospel when you can. Get good at sharing the gospel. It's not silly to practice working through the steps of the gospel. That is not. That is an okay thing to do and a good thing to do. So check out some of the resources I'm going to put in the show notes. There's some videos from Living Waters. I love Todd Friel's um, Wretched podcast. It's a free podcast. Anywhere you subscribe, you can find it, Wretched. And um, he on what... uh, blanket on Wednesdays. It's called Witness Wednesdays. It's a great one to listen into because it encourages you to share the gospel and you get to see how Todd does it just out on the streets talking to people. And that's a great um one hour a week to listen to while you're cooking dinner Wednesdays. Throw that podcast on, listen to it, and you will be encouraged and empowered to go out and share the gospel with others. So again, I want to just spur each other on in this area. And John MacArthur tells us We must be ready to speak of Christ in any situation. We must know the essentials of the gospel. We must have confidence in God and his word. All right, ladies, so may God help us to be faithful to his word, his calling to all Christians to fulfill the Great Commission. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite convicting quote of Charles Spurgeon, because I don't want to be the only one convicted here. I want all of you to be convicted with me. Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you're not saved yourself be sure of that my friends jesus is enough always so thank you my friends for your time today and again the show notes and links and scriptures and all the things i talked about and didn't talk about because i've added quite a few are over at thankfulhomemaker.com i'm going to have lots of helpful resources for this one in the show notes spend time there stick with me a second here i'm going to get to my favorite resource of the the podcast week too I'd also, again, love you to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. The reminder, I'm going to be back in mid-July with the episode on fasting, and that will be the last one in the Spiritual Discipline series. If for some reason I change that idea, I will shoot you a note in my July newsletter to my um, um, to my VIP um group over that subscribe to my email and again i'll link to how to do that or my facebook group ladies and my private facebook group at thankful homemaker and you know what as i'm saying that shout out to my thankful homemaker facebook group who is a huge encouragement to me i love you all ladies um so my recommended resource this week is actually from wretched radio again i mentioned their witness wednesday that i suppose i could have two but but it is their evangelism page on their website and if i can encourage you in one area if you only check out one item on that page when you get there watch the biggest question video this will help you in your presentation of the gospel it's about 30 minutes long again it's a it's just going to help you in your evangelism it's a free resource you can also pass it on to a friend to watch which would be lovely to do and if you have more time read go on down and read the link for there's a link to it's called don't stub your toe you can also order these little booklets to pass out and those are great to pass out to friends and family that you maybe have had a gospel conversation with and you want to give them a little more information they're great to um, mail to people or they're just great to have in your purse to hand out and then also on that evangelism page that i'm linking to listen to the audio messages at the bottom especially hell's best kept secret and true and false conversion those are two that were really impactful to me and my understanding of evangelism and basically i'm just telling you to check out all the resources on the page (laughs) so i'm gonna link to that page in the show notes the their main website is wretched.org you'll click on their evangelism link i think drops down biggest question and click on that and it'll take you there so that's all I have for you this week, my dear ladies. So have a very blessed week and I will see you all in July. Thank you, ladies.